What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast. Today, we are talking all things Kansas 2. Uh, we will talk DraftKings. We will talk our betting cards. We will update you on where we're at uh, with everything now in the books. Where is the lines gone? Where can we still find value? And uh, let's win some money this week. Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on bread. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. Brian Twining, we are recording this late Saturday evening after a pretty glorious day of college football, I will say. Um, obviously, uh, a wide range of outcomes. Uh, the Texas is back. Um, are they? I or think, is Alabama? No, I think I think Texas is very good. I think um, I think Bama has some stuff to work on on both sides of the ball, and I think they'll yeah. be kind of annoying for Georgia down the stretch. But I think I think Texas is is very very legit. Uh, both your Michigan Wolverines and my Ohio State Buckeyes looked better today, so that was nice to see. Um, Colorado. Colorado, yeah, the line movement went from Nebraska minus eight on the look ahead line to Colorado minus two and a half, minus three. That was cakewalk for anyone who was there. Uh, shouts to YouTube TV for the quad box. It's kind of annoying that I can't pick my own games, uh, but I'm not going to complain when I can literally have like eight games going at one time and not miss a thing. Uh, but we're not here to talk college football. We're not even, you know, we got all day NFL tomorrow as well. Week one can't uh, get back soon enough. And here it is. But we are here to talk NASCAR, my man. Uh, we are going to Kansas for the second time. Uh, we got qualifying in the books. We know where everyone's starting. We're going to look at some DraftKings. We're going to try and build some winners. Um, and then we'll look at our betting card, figure out where potential value is and, uh, See if we can hammer on some winners. As always, if you are enjoying our content, if you are here each and every week, uh, please consider subscribing. It really does nothing to you except for get you our content as soon as it is available. It does a whole hell of a lot for us, so we would really appreciate it if you sure could hit that button. Uh, make sure you are checking out Chris Wormy's pre-race poll. It'll be interesting to see how that fits in. I'll put, that might be like a phone thing while I'm watching NFL games. <laughs> I'm just going to be uh, in the battle station again tomorrow. With Yeah, I saw your setup. It's pretty sick. I'm I'm it, pretty, pretty yeah. envious. I wish there was a way I could set my computer up so I could kind of have my TVs in front of me so I could do the whole thing. But um, I think I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow. We'll see. Um, and then also check out the NASCAR betting preview show. Uh, Derek Yoder is putting out some incredible content each and every day, pretty much. It seems like so yes. whether it's Xfinity trucks, uh, you know, obviously cup cars, make sure you're checking that out. Links are always in the description, but before we get into everything, Brian, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. Like you said, it was a fantastic day of college football. The wife had a little excursion with uh, her girlfriend. So I was, Shucks, I was stuck at home working. Yes, you just gotta stay at home and watch football and take one for the team. Horrible. Yeah, it was just it was just the horrendous day of watching college football, making a ton of bets. <laughs> um, obviously trying to build that bankroll for tomorrow's race. Like I love Kansas. I talked about this earlier in the week. I was pretty upset at 
uh, Ty Gibbs, when he got into the wall, he got the right rear flat and then wound up taking his car out of qualifying because he was extremely fast in group B. Um, like he was right there. I mean, obviously probably not up there up to par with Kyle Larson, but yeah, like it, I felt really good about that, that value on there. So I I'm excited to dive into this card. I know that the books are taking a ridiculously long time to repost numbers. Um, As we talked about with Todd Furman, we, we, we know where our, our where we sit in the pecking order. They're going to get us odds when they feel like they can. They're, they're yeah. more, much more worried about live lines for college football and all that stuff. But let's do what we always do, Brian. Let's dive into DraftKings. Let's talk through it. Cause uh, I think there's some interesting thoughts to get through. I think there's some, um, interesting decisions to get into this week and uh let's see what we can do from a uh draft kings lineup perspective so i have the odds up here uh so we'll start we'll go through 10k so we have denny hamlin starting 14th at 11 once again the uh, most expensive driver then you have truex starting third kyle larson starting second william byron starting ninth and christopher bell put it on pole um i i guess we got some couple we got three dominator options we got hamlin and byron who are kind of mid-pack guys where's your head at for this week and kind of potential how that could pan out well so first of all i think the most important aspect of this range is that william byron is going to the rear oh um, yeah after having to like make a, a part change he just wanted to see what his speed was um, after making that that change, he was one of the best cars during practice. So you know, I look. It's always difficult to put somebody in your lineup that has a starting position inside the top ten, but is actually starting from the rear because you're basically starting at negative place differential and negative points for the day. But if anybody can maneuver his way up to the front just by strategy, it's it's what will he be? And then. No surprise, Christopher Bell was really fast. Put it on the pole, but just, just, but like, how can you trust them after what Ryan, we saw last week? I have breaking news. William Byron actually will not have to drop to the rear after conferring with the team and evaluating the part. NASCAR determined it's not a team issue; it was an issue with the part. He is starting ninth officially oh. tomorrow. Hell yeah. All right. In that case, William Byron, boom, <laughs> best in the 10K range. 100%. Starting ninth, he could absolutely get to the front quickly. Sure. He can dominate this race through stage two and stage three. Uh, we love him at mile and a half tracks. Um, incredible value. Very interesting. I think Larson is also very interesting. Same reasons. Hendrick at mile and a half. Uh, they're ridiculous yeah it's... get to the front very quickly and dominate the majority of the day and then in overtime byron will steal the win so um <laughs> uh, i mean I... I think there's a lot to get i mean truex obviously has yeah. been incredible i think makes a lot of sense danny's been good i know he didn't qualify as well as uh as we expect but um so so that was what i wanted to i wanted to just hit on real real quick is that denny came into the week as like the co-favorite for this race and then was just kind of meh yeah during during practice and qualifying whereas martin truex jr who has kind of struggled the last two weeks i guess on race day refound that speed and we all know what truex can do when he's up front 
he can stay up there as good as anybody. So, you know, I honestly, I, I have a hard time getting to Truex starting third. Cause I think Denny obviously is the better value with the placement potential. But I mean, if Truex is going to have this type of speed in his car, he's probably going to be up front for the majority of the day. I'm really curious to see what, like where people land too. Cause there's obviously, you know, you can make compelling conversations for, a majority of these guys, obviously, Truex, we were really excited about coming in. Makes a ton of sense. Larson, Byron have both been dominant at mile and a half. Um, you know, you could really be, you know, there, there's a variety of ways to go. And um, yeah. I think figuring out the early dominator will be one of the keys to uh, to finding success tomorrow. And something else uh, I tweeted out earlier today. Um, it's something like eight of the last 10 winners and, or yeah, it's eight of the last 10 winners at Kansas all started or had official starting positions inside the top 10. And then I think it's only one of the last 15 winners at this track had a, had an official start position worse than 13th. So, I mean, when you're looking for somebody who's potentially going to win here, that kind of whittles the field down to a select number of guys. And even amongst that group, you can kind of throw certain drivers out just based on track history or, you know, long run speed that we saw in practice. Uh, I did want to throw this nugget out. Uh, I think it will be in play when I make when we uh, update our betting card later. Uh, Christopher Bell has won the poll four times this year. Uh, his average finish in those races is 24 and a quarter. So he's basically in his best finish is at, was at Michigan where he got 13th. So tread, tread lightly with uh, old C bell. He's he's, he looks fast in practice, but the guy has had issues finishing races. I will say after the first debacle on pit road last week with the supposed new and improved pit crew, uh, they did perform pretty well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they can keep it together this week, having that pit stall selection, which we've seen it numerous times this year plays a major factor in, you know, getting out before guys. Um, he, he could, could compete, but just with what we've seen, I, I have a hard time backing him. Yep. Uh, 9K, Tyler Reddick starting fifth. Obviously, 23-11 has looked very good at Kansas. No no surprise to see him there. Kyle Busch, 35th. Kevin Harvick, 20th. Both make a lot of sense as back markers that can move forward. Obviously, 23-11 again with Bubba, both in the top 10. Uh, and our old Ross Chastain found a way to get sixth. He was fast. Uh, he's terrifying. But as a more affordable potential early dominator with if you truly believe uh, there won't be a lot of people there with you. And um, if you if you hit on a Ross Chastain win, um, you could have a really nice day, uh, both on DraftKings and at the betting window. Yeah, like he definitely surprised me and I'm pretty sure a lot of people with the speed he showed in qualifying because practice he kind of showed what we had expected where he was just kind of blah and, you know, goes out there and throws down what would have been the fastest lap on the day until Christopher Bell topped that. And then he, he couldn't, he couldn't replicate that lap on the final uh, qualifying run. 
So it'll be interesting to see if he brings any sort of long run speed because in terms of practice, he was he didn't really perform all that well. Yeah, and it's interesting too because this is obviously not a team that qualifies very well, but when they do, they seem to have some good speed. Yeah. Um, curious to see if they it was more of a setup issue and then they could figure it out for tomorrow. Um, well, because like Chastain didn't even run a ten lap. Uh, yeah, and practice. Suarez did. Suarez ran twenty laps and was tenth, uh, ninth, five, fifth, and fifth, and fifteen and twenty. So maybe they're using Suarez to kind of figure out some long run stuff and then set up Chastain's. You know? Right on that point, and we talked about where like they basically don't care about what Suarez does anymore. It's everything mm-hmm. is about trying to figure out what Chastain can do. That's a good. Yeah, point. I think for the playoff drivers, especially if they have done, if their teammates are not playoff drivers, it's a interesting way to kind of have have your cake and eat it too. Eight K, we got some interesting names. We start with Joey Logano starting eleventh, obviously, mile and a half warrior um hasn't shown the speed as i say as of late so that's interesting to get to christopher busher ryan blaney brad keselowski and chase elliott and finished uh qualified fourth um was decently fast in practice um obviously he is not in the playoffs but hendrick's going for the owner's championship um elliott's just had a season from hell so you know, finishing the season strong and and maybe even getting a win uh, would be a great um, kind of clear the mind, get ready for 2024. And he's I I feel like he's going to be an incredibly popular bet uh, for for the championship next year. Yeah, no. And uh, as far as Elliot goes, this is his best qualifying effort at Kansas in the next gen car. So, you know, it's he's never had great speed here uh, come Friday or Saturday, whenever the hell they did practice and qualifying and Sundays he's obviously he's able to maneuver through the field and he has 11th and seventh place finishes the last two times here. So it'll be interesting to see if he can maintain that position with so many guys that we expect to be extremely strong starting behind him, like a Bubba Wallace, like a Denny Hamlin, um, you know, like a William Byron, for instance. I mean, Ken Elliott, who's not in the playoffs, but in the championship, or in the owner's championship, is he going to be able to stay up front? And is it going to be something where maybe he gets in place to push Larson or push Byron uh, to the front? Oh, he's definitely going to be a blocker for sure. So it might be a situation where he actually is a little bit safer as like a top five, top 10 option um, than, than maybe in the past where he's really going for the win and maybe crashing out. Um, you know, he's going to try and be in position to help his teammate win. But like you said, be a blocker and, um, you know, just have a solid day. So maybe from uh, a DraftKings perspective, doesn't make a lot of sense. But as we flip over and talk, betting may be a little more interesting. Uh, the 7K range is interesting. Obviously, Alex Bowman starting 23rd, the lowest of all the Hendrick guys. Ty Gibbs, as you mentioned, uh, looked great in practice um, and just had an issue in qualifying. So uh 7600 starting 36 could be very popular but might be for a reason uh daniel suarez ricky stenhouse michael mcdowell and eric jones round out the 7k um i guess are you in on gibbs at his price and then uh beyond him who else do you like gibbs is my favorite dk bet 
he's he's probably my favorite driver this weekend from a value perspective. I had him on the pole. I had bet his top 10 over at Bovada at plus 180 before this was like Wednesday or whenever the odds first dropped. Yeah. Uh, prior to practice and qualifying this morning, I saw it as short as even money at uh, like Caesars, I believe it was. So, I mean, clearly people saw the speed or they had anticipated the speed to come with this car and he unloaded fast. Like I said, he had the second fastest single lap speed in his group during practice before he got the flat and then hit the wall, therefore ruining his ability to even qualify, which is why he's starting in the back with a backup car. But that doesn't change my optimism on the type of speed that this team is going to bring here. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I think he makes some sense. Um, Eric Jones is interesting to me. I don't know what to do with him because He's a guy like with the Michigan corollary. That's kind of interesting. He's always um, somebody we've liked at like high speed tracks, whether it's yeah. one and a half or super speedways. He always kind of is, is everyone is attracted to him at these types of races. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because he was fast in five lap, but once he got to 10 lap, he tanked. So yeah. I don't know if they were trying something. I also just what the the vehicle he's in i'm i'm always a little concerned just because he's yeah. not getting the support that a lot of other elite drivers are getting so i do worry about that a little bit um but he is somebody who kind of tickles my interest if you want to um venture and honestly it's ricky stenhouse was good in practice <laughs> um he's a mid-pack guy i know he's terrifying but there was a lot of there was a good run of like top tens for him in like the first third of the season where Kansas is a lot more like what we saw early in the year. Maybe yeah. there's a, a decent run in there for him. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just have a hard time going to spin house. I just think that. Yeah. It he needs a lot to happen to get up there. So I worry. I don't know. He's starting a little bit too high for me, I guess I'll say. Yeah, and he was, so he was 22nd in Vegas, 23rd at Kansas, and 25th at Michigan. He was 9th at Charlotte, but yeah, he's probably in a void. Um, I was trying to talk myself into maybe someone that's a little bit off the radar to see if I could find value, but it just, I don't know that it's worth it at that point. Yeah, uh, and McDowell for me is like a complete fade at yeah, starting seven. Yeah. 6K, Austin Dillon, Eric Almarola, Chase Briscoe, AJ Allmendinger, Carson Hosevar, Austin Sindrick, Ryan Priest, and Sheldon Creed. Um, I, I guess if you're looking at the 6K range, is there somebody that's tickling your fancy? Chase Briscoe had the top 10-lap average in practice of all the Fords, so... I don't know, you know, how You're much of, how Chase much of that is top four at like 300 to one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it, look, I that doesn't mean that he's going to be good on Sunday, no. but clearly um, he maybe they have something for long run speed or shorter long run speed. I guess you could say I I don't know. I'm, I'm not high on any of the SHR guys. Um I think I love Carson Hosevar, but again, he's in that position where I would prefer him to be probably in the low twenties or like on the back half of the twenties to, to put him in a lineup, hoping he gets a top 20 finish. Yeah. 
you know, where he is right now, the expectation is probably like a 17th or an 18th, you know, and he's not going to be throwing down fast laps either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, once again, the vehicle he's in, I'm not, I'm not optimistic that he can, uh, He's a good driver, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, no, I like to see him in a legit, legit ride next year. But uh, the 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 seats are kind of becoming less and less as we yeah. uh, approach the end of the year. Uh, the rest of the field: Justin Haley, Corey LaJoy, Harrison Burton, Todd Gilliland, Cole Custer, JJ Yaley, and Ty Dillon. Uh, if you are scraping the bottom of the barrel, is there anyone that you're like? You know what? I don't hate it. I always, I mean, Harrison Burton, like we liked him last week and then he got wrecked. Uh, yeah. He's not great here, but I mean, the, the car has shown better of late starting 29th. He's only seven spots from the very far back. I mean, if he can get a top 20 at 5,400, that's yeah. way better value then going to Hosevar, who's a thousand dollars more, and is starting eight spots ahead of him. And he's locked into a a ride for next year, so that's good for him mentally. He doesn't have to worry about that. I always lean on Justin Haley. He's always interesting. I've seen a mile and a half. I like him in Vegas. Um, really, really affordable. Let's see, fifteenth at Vegas. Um. 19th at Charlotte. Like he's like a ton of a top 20, like a 15 to 20 guy. He could be interesting enough. Um, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. The whole bottom part. Like I think Gilly, Gilly land. Uh, I think he's, he's intriguing because of where he's starting and only 5,200. But again, like just the equipment and yeah. Yeah. All right, let's build the lineup, uh, and I will give you the T, and I will let you decide who goes in this lineup very first. Tyler Reddick. Oh, I did not see that coming, but I don't hate it. Um, that little sob is—he's he, got to find a win at one of these tracks. Like, does he? Does he have to? <laughs> He's so close. Oh, by the way, uh, USC already scored their uh, 28-0 with 13 minutes to go in the first half. Easy money, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So Bubba's compelling. But... Can I do Kyle Larson? I don't know that I want to go there. If you're going to do that, why don't we just do our two guys? Willie B and Reddick. Okay. F I it. Could do that. I could do that. All right, we got yeah. our two dominators. Um, now we need to figure out what else we're going to do and where, where we're going to find some salary savings. Do we trust Alex Bowman? After last week? After this whole season. <laughs> I mean, but the thing, like, after what he did last week, blocking with whatever, 100 laps to go for yeah. whatever the hell it was, 12th place or something, like, I don't, I don't 20th know. 20th place. He's ridiculous. 
Uh, all right, let's see. I mean, I think we could just go straight to the bottom and try to find our, our bottom feeder. Okay. I mean, I think the I think for me, it's this guy. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Chevy's perform well here. Ford suck. So and then we have 8K per driver. Uh, let's see. So. Dinger. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can get there with starting. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess that's OK. Let's see. Dinger it was 12th at Vegas. He was 21st at Kansas, 24th at Charlotte, and 22nd at Michigan. Don't love that. Yeah. Um, so Bowman was third at Vegas. It was 15th at Charlotte, and he was 13th at Michigan. Starting 23rd? I mean, maybe. That's like a 10-spot bump. All right. And we are going on Hendrick. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's do okay. Bowman. Bowman the Slowman. Oh, Ty Gibbs. Right around Gibbs. Got to put it in there. Sorry. I... Yeah, no, that was a smash. <laughs> like, um, what are we doing? Yeah, we, we get distracted around here. There's too much going on. So we have 8,800 we can spend. Gano, Busher, Blaney, Keselowski, Suarez, Stenhouse. Do we think Suarez can keep his shit together? No. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. So Suarez was 10th at Vegas. He was 14th at Kansas. He was 27th at Charlotte. But then he was 5th at Michigan. Well, that's what I mean. Like, Trackhouse has speed. Yeah. And I guess if if Ross has the, the upper end speed and they figured something out with Suarez in practice... I mean, obviously, they're not gonna. They're not just gonna take the speed from Suarez. Yeah. The other one I, I think is interesting is Kevin Harvick. Although, can we get to him? No, he's too expensive. Yeah, but he's he's bad here. I think his average finish is like twenty seventh or something yeah. over the in the next gen car. That is twentieth. He was good at Vegas, Kansas, and Charlotte. Was he though, or was he just like a? His uh, speed ranking, so. total speed ranking heat chart uh, per iFantasy race. Harvick was 11th, 13th. I guess he was not really amazing, but he was 11th, 13th, 10th, and then 20th at Michigan. Yeah, so, he's just kind of like, again. Yeah, he's not like a speed demon speed. for sure. Obviously, we don't like him at super speedways. Um. I mean, you can get real gross. I like it. Do, okay, let's get gross. Elliot. I just, <laughs> I like Chase Elliott, but like, can can if we go Elliott, Reddick, and Byron? I don't know if yeah, we can get enough points. Yeah, we're ourselves for if one of them wrecks out, or the likelihood of all of them staying there. Yeah, is really not that bad, actually. When I think about it, because. I think it was something it's like an average of close to seven top 10 finishers all start all have all started the Kansas races inside the top 10 in the next gen car. So 
there's not a lot of guys moving from like outside the top 10 into the top 10. What about Brad K? He wasn't good at Kansas last time, but he was good at Vegas, Charlotte, Michigan. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Cause they've brought the thing is that, okay. So I think RFK and Busher these last two weeks have been really hard for me to handicap because they were not good at these types of tracks early in the season. And then all of a sudden they've found this, this speed that we didn't think that they had. And yeah, I think Kozlowski, if he can continue down the path that he's been going over the last couple of weeks, he's probably going to find a top 10. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting close enough. I guess the other person would be Ryan Blaney, who was a top 10 car at Michigan, who won Charlotte, who was kind of uh, outside the top 10 in Vegas at Kansas. But yes, but at the Vegas race, I don't know if you remember, they look like shit early, but they made an adjustment late and he was making his way through the field late. Yep. yep. And then he ended up wrecking out, right? Uh, I think he got into a, or maybe a speeding penalty or something. Cause he, or no, like, he ended up having an issue, but then he ended up working back through the field, but he was still outside the top 10. So we yeah, yeah. He finished that. outside the top 10, but he had top 10 speed late in the race. What did he do in practice? They, he wasn't good. That's the thing. Ford, Fords are not good here. No. Yeah. Let's see. That's the problem is like you really, if you're going to go for a top 10 on a Ford, you're, you're, you better find the, the best one of that day. Yeah. I think it's one forward. Every Kansas race in the next gen has found the top 10. Kozlowski was kind of slow. Logano was slow. Mm. But again, Kozlowski, we've seen it two weeks in a row now or shit. I don't know. Maybe every race this freaking season, he is the most willing driver to go off schedule, hoping for that, you know, random caution to give him the advantage over everybody by staying out longer. My other question to you, let me see what we can do. If I do this, it's going to be gross. If you want to get gross. I like, I like gross. This is great. But like Kyle Bush starting 35th and chase Briscoe. Uh, or I was hoping to get even up to like maybe Denny, I guess we could do. Uh, I don't hate Kyle Bush. I he starting thirty fifth. Like I know he doesn't have that. What did he do? Let's see here. So Kyle Bush was fine in practice. He got better, fifteen, ten, and six. But obviously, not as many cars run. Um, and then in terms of speed rankings, he was fourteenth at Vegas, ninth at Kansas. Fifth at Charlotte and then slow at Michigan. I think I think we roll the dice with Kyle Bush, knowing he might not win, but if he shows any sort of speed and can find a top ten, that'd be a really nice run result for us. Yeah, and uh we talked about this early in the week. The this eight car with Reddick in it last year was fantastic early in yep. the races, but some issue occurred where Reddick wrecked out so yep weird nobody car. would ever guess that why, why would we get... <laughs> right oh that's so, funny i think this is the lineup i think we just did it all right let's go look at so for our bet tracker 
I have Ryan Blaney as your top Ford at four to one. I have Kyle Larson as a top three at plus 175. And I have Larson over Hamlin at plus 102. You had Gibbs on the pole, obviously was fast, but had an issue. Uh, you have very Byron at seven and a half and Reddick at nine. Both seem very live. Um, and then are these new? Oh, no, no, I had I had all those. Oh, those are all there. OK, OK, I don't yeah. want to I want to make sure I'm not giving out new bets. Uh, Byron top three plus two twenty five Gibbs over Bowman, which I like at plus one hundred two. And then Blaney is the top four to four to one. Well, let's go see where the odds sit now and uh, see what we want to bet. So obviously the top of the board has shifted a little bit. We have Larson as your favorite four and a half to one. Truex four and a half to one. Chris Bell, pole sitter, uh, as long as seven to one. Byron, six and a half, as long as eight to one. Uh, Denny is down to six and a half, eight to one. And then we'll cut it off at Reddick, who's seven and a half, seven, eight, depending on where you shop. So always shop numbers, try and get the best value you can. I guess as we sit here now, who is jumping out to you as a potential buy? Uh, anyone you're willing to get into at this range. How do you go away from Larson? I like, yeah. what, what is his floor? All things considered, say you remove the possibility of wrecking. What is his floor? A top three? Yeah. I mean, I think he's, like, I think he's pretty clearly a top five car. I think if he gets to the front, much like last week, he'll be impossible to pass. Um, I like, I think he makes sense. I also think Byron at almost double the odds is a great bet too, especially if it's any, if it's close and you can get twice the odds. Oh yeah. He, he makes, I think those are probably my two favorite bets at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's hard. I mean, again though, Truex when he has speed. Yeah. He's fast. Yeah. Uh, fourth at fourth, fourth at speed rankings at Vegas, second at Kansas, fourth at Charlotte, first at Michigan. He's been insanely fast. Yeah. Um, I would not fault anybody who goes there. Larson was two, three, eight, and eleven, so he's gotten a little bit slower, but was fast, really fast at Kansas, really fast at Vegas. Um, you know, a lot of corollary here. So, I think, I think you know, it's not our favorite thing to do. Um, but I think the top of the board in terms of outrights is probably where we should be spending the, the vast majority of our time. No, you're saying no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do uh, it, man. Yeah. It's just so hard. Like, oh, cause, yeah. cause as you scroll down, for instance, okay. Tyler Reddick, what, what exactly did he do that shouldn't put him in a similar category outside of the uncontrollable things that happen in the final stage. The of problem racing. is he has issues in stage three and people are going to be gun shy. So the books can't put him at five to one, which maybe his true odds should be. That's what I mean. Because they're not like, going to get the money they need. As far as 10 lap average, who had the fastest in practice? Tyler Reddick, five lap average, Tyler Reddick. He didn't run 15 or 20, yeah. but, I mean, in qualifying, he qualified fifth. It's not like he qualified 12th or he didn't qualify inside the top 10. And we're talking like hundredths of seconds that separated like two through two through six. Right. But we're talking about Larson's right behind him. 
And if you're telling me it's stage three with 10 to go and the front row <laughs> yeah, is Larson right. and Reddick, who do you want a piece of? I mean, I get it. You're getting you're getting double the odds if you can get eight or better. Now, um, OK, uh, on that point, if if Larson is chasing down Reddick, we already saw what Reddick is willing to do by just uh, break checking. Yeah. Ryan. So, I mean, in that case, give me Tyler Reddick, who's willing to do anything, apparently, to win a race. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good point. I also think Bubba at oh yes fifteen makes a lot of sense, and I'm actually going to add that. Yeah, Bubba, look, we he he won here in the 45 car. Uh, clearly, he loves these racetracks. I do think he's probably a little more value in like matchups or placements still. But yeah, 14 to one on a guy who's as successful here, I I think make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm gonna add I added Bubba. I'm probably gonna add one of the guys, either Byron or Larson. I wish I had added Larson at what six and a half to one or whatever he was, but um I saw what I needed to see. I'm I'm happy with where he's at. Any interest in the watermelon man? 18 no. to 1. No, no interest. <laughs> I probably should. I like him a lot, and we're getting a good number on a guy who's uh, was fast in qualifying, but all, as you mentioned, in practice was not that great. Um, and in terms of in terms of uh, mile and a half speed, eighth at Vegas, seventh at Kansas, twenty sixth at Charlotte, um, and then tenth at Michigan. So he's been fine for three of the four. Yeah, I just I don't know that that team scares me. But like last week, he didn't. He had a nice performance. He probably got a better result than his day really warranted. But well, no, again, again, last week, I think it was he had long run speed, but it was long run speed. Like we needed extended runs for him to do anything. And we just didn't get those. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the same tire wear this week. So, yeah, no. Um, Tyrone 50 to one. Look, I don't hate it. I think if you want a wild card, he makes sense. I honestly don't hate Austin Dillon at his price. I know it's Austin Dillon, but that ain't happening. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, like, trying to talk myself into something over here let's be real here okay yeah, we're you're talking right. about austin dylan what does he have two two career wins three career wins yeah and like super like, speedway maven yeah exactly yeah and right there okay it okay michael mcdowell qualifies seventh and he's still 80 to 110 to one on an outright. It just goes to show you like Fords at this particular track are atrocious. Yeah. Which is why to me, like I wouldn't even consider betting any of them on an outright really. Cause you know, they, we just haven't seen it from them. Yeah. I think Gibbs is the only one that is even a modicum of interest, but uh, I think, I think you need to cut it off at Chastain in terms of outrights. I think Chastain and Bubba are fine. I think right, your, your points on Reddick make sense. Um, and then I'm probably going up to Larson or or uh, Truex or Byron. Uh, 
Larson is tempting me. All right. Um, Larson still is like, you know, yep. in a vacuum, it's going to happen. Why is Larson stuck in a vacuum? <laughs> uh, Kyle Bush at plus 110 to top 10. I know he's starting way back. Kind of yeah, interesting. Do we know if these numbers are. So I know for a fact Caesars are good. Bet Rivers has their stuff up. I don't know about DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh, it might be better just to do this. Yeah, Bet Rivers only has top three. Oh, no, wait. Do they? Yeah, they only have top threes. Yeah, okay. So it looks like the books have clearly transitioned to NFL. So we're getting jobbed over here with NASCAR odds. Yeah. Well, they're going to get like 100 times the money. So they're going to spend 100 times the effort. It's probably it's probably more than a hundred times. Yeah, to be honest. True. <laughs> um. All right. So, at what point in the top ten market are you interested in putting a bet down? Like a Byron minus one seventy. Is that too long, or do we need to get into like maybe Chase at minus a buck twenty? Oh. Oh. I'm, okay. I don't normally bet. Ah. Yeah. I can't do it. I was just gonna say Bubba Wallace minus one twenty. I mean, I just I know he's been a lot more consistent, but I feel like I need to get a little more of a payout. So like a top five um, is probably the, the the worst I can do. Yeah, I mean, Lane, Logano, Busher, Harvick. I know the Fords kind of stink. Gibbs at plus yeah. 160. Oh yeah, so I'm 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 gonna bet the Gibbs one just because like I talked about it earlier in the week. I didn't add it uh, at the same number, which clearly the books saw the speed that he has. He has top ten speed in that car. It's just he's gonna have a little bit of a diff- difficulty getting getting up there, but it's a long race, so I think he's got it in him. Bowman was slow in practice. He was slow in qualifying, but he, he is good on these tracks. That that number is kind of interesting. He didn't run the initial Kansas race either, which is very true. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, but I think I'm going to pass. Yeah, I don't. I just the top 10 number, the top 10 market in general has kind of taken a shit this this season. Yeah, it really depends on the value. Bubba plus 190 to top five. Like even that, I I'm not getting That's there. That's not good enough. What was his top? What was his top ten? Minus one twenty. Yeah, I'd much rather bet that. Yeah, and then so let me. I just want to look at this real quick because Bubba's Bubba's Bubba is one of only five drivers um, to have top tens in all three races at Kansas in the next gen car. He's got two top fives in that stretch, which have come the last two trips here. Both of them, he started 6th and 17th. And then when you look at what he's done this year, yeah, he may only have seven total top tens, but he also has a 14th at Phoenix, a 12th at Bristol Dirt, a 12th at Dover, a, let's see, an 11th at Pocono, a 12th at Richmond, a 12th at Watkins Glen, a 12th at Daytona. Like He's right there at the top 10 almost every single week. So, I mean, you're probably getting what the odds should be for him to top 10 at a track that he's top 10 in it every single time we've come here in this car, you know? Yeah. 
What do we think about plus 425 to top three? I mean, that's that's a much better payout, but it's also a top three. That's a big ask with a lot of people. I'd almost prefer, if you think he's going to top three, go to the top Toyota market. Eight to one. See? like but That means he has to be Bell and Truex. And he could get a top three or a top five with not being the not with the winner being a Toyota. Yeah, but the thing though is like you're not getting. I mean, we we keep talking about this. Thanks a lot, uh, Wormy. But you're not getting paid on him though. Like if he gets a top three for Bubba Wallace, I'd want almost this number for the top three in eight to one. You know, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm adding the Bubba top Toyota to go with my Bubba outright. I'm invested in Bubba much more than I thought I would be, but this is the place to do it if I'm going to do it. And just before we get out of the top, the top Toyota market, I think there's value in just taking Martin Truex Jr. at plus 210 as opposed to betting him plus 450 to win the race. Because yeah. then you you open up the possibility that he could finish second. He could finish fourth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're, I mean, you're losing two points, which is a lot in the long run. But like, you're mitigating oh, like, a what's lot. Of five. It's probably minus money. Let's see. So to top top five, he's minus yeah, one thirty. He's one of the favorites. It's top five. And to top three. He is plus 160. So you're getting better value on both of those for him to do that. I I like that a lot. I'm tempted to fire on the Reddick. <laughs> Top Toyota. Yeah, I mean, if you're in on him. Yeah, you I'm going to do it again. I did it I last week it. and I was. Uh, of course. Very angry, but yeah. Top Ford market, Lugano. We got a nice number. I got some value on the Blaney bet, which is nice. Three to one is still fine. For those that didn't see that conversation, uh, Fords aren't very good here. They suck. Um, so there's a potential that if you like any of these Fords to be top 10 cars and potentially a little bit higher, Taking them in the Ford top Ford market where you can get three or four to one on your money um, might be the move, even if you want to like maybe a little supplemental, like a you know, a split your bet of two thirds on top 10, one third on top Ford. But it's, it's much, much better payout for what's likely a similar result. Um, I still like Blaney at three to one. Um, I don't know. How I love okay. I just Chase want to Briscoe? go back to that. Chase there's, only been, there's only been two Fords in the three races to finish at, uh, a top 10 at Kansas. One in each of the last two. So that's why the top Ford market pays way better than betting any of them to top 10. Chase Briscoe, 50 to 1. <laughs> hey, why not? If he had the best long road speed, like... I'm doing a tenth of a unit, but I'm doing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, 
I mean, throw a dart on that. Because we saw how bad Penske was after they qualified on pole in at Vegas in the spring. Like, they fell like freaking anvils. So, yeah. Busher or Brad K are probably the best bets at this point. Um, but yeah, like you said, Ford, Fords have been gross. You're looking for someone to finish between probably seven and 11 or 12 yeah. to be the top Ford. So it's probably a best bet, best way to go for it. Uh, top Chevy market Larson. So what about this? Larson is plus one Oh five to top Chevy. Like we talked about with Truex, that seems like a better bet than top than him for like top three or top five. Well, let me hold on. So you hold that up. So Larson's top three is plus one sixty. Oh, that's way better. Yeah, because we we've seen him and him and Byron battle numerous times. Yeah, no, that's way better. Yeah, I would much rather go to the top three market. Byron at plus three ten is kind of interesting. What's Byron's number? Uh, plus two eighty. Yeah, so three ten is kind of nice. Yeah, I do like that. Chastain five to one. Chastain, if you want Chastain, I think you take them to win the race. Yeah, because he's sixteen to one. Yeah, I would not bet that. Yeah, that five to one to chop Chevy at all. Because if, like, obviously, if Chastain is the best Chevy, either everybody wrecked out, or like he's probably winning the race because he's he's passing Kyle Larson with two laps to go. Or yeah, something. he's he's like if he is top Chevy, he's probably top two maybe winning the race. If not, he was right behind like a Truex or a Bell or a Hamlin or something. Yeah, and then, so Chastain's top three is plus 380. Yeah. I like the five to one if you like Chastain. Yeah, yeah, I would. But you could also, the top three could hit with Larson or Byron winning, so. Yeah. It's just, I think I think the Chevy market is very top heavy. And so th- taking a little bit of a wild card is that doesn't make a lot of sense there. Yeah. Uh, let's look at some matchups. Hopefully they have oh. some for us to look at. Is there any other th- anything else here before I move on to matchups that you want to look at? Oh, no, I found a I found a matchup. I am. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. We got um, Kyle Bush versus Bubba Wallace. Uh, oh, did you hear what Derek Yoder said on the on the pod on Wednesday? Huh. Apparently, Caesars has pull bets like head to head matchups. Oh yeah, so when we were looking at it, I actually went back and looked when we were chatting about it. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were chatting about matchups on when we recorded Wednesday, the matchups that Caesars had posted were not race matchups. They were actually oh, they were for the poll. It, all right, well, we'll have to remember that for next time because I think that that's kind of fun, especially there's guys that you think can qualify well um, and you can get a decent price on them. So we have Blaney versus Logano, Reddick at plus 130 versus Marty Party. No. Ooh. I do like that. But once again, it may be a better top Toyota bet if you like him that much. Yeah, just because like it's hard to. Busher over Chastain, if you think Chastain's going to have a bad day. Um, William Again, Byron. Fords over... suck. <laughs> what? Fords suck here. 
I am taking William Byron over Christopher Bell. It's on my short list for potential uh, best bet of the week. Oh, here we go. We're sweating a live Cal team total first half on a 51-yard field goal attempt. No way it's going in. No way. <laughs> uh, Auburn What's is the trying score? to ice the finger, by the way. What's the score? And no, uh, it's 10 to 7 Cal with two oh, seconds God. to go in the first half. Yeah, Come on, luck. Auburn. I need like 21 more points from you. Yeah, so uh, the matchup I found, so uh, as you see on Caesars, Logano versus Blaney. Blaney is minus 120. Over at DraftKings, Blaney is minus 105 in this same matchup. So Smash. I'm smashing that for sure. Smash. Um, and our, our normal go-to for these types of things, Bet Rivers, they don't even have matchups. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. You know who I haven't checked in a while is uh oh never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say FanDuel, but all they have is outrights. Logano plus one sixteen against Chastain. FanDuel has Larson as plus that does this FanDuel can't he made it? Yeah, of course he made it. Oh dude, I'm on fire tonight. FanDuel uh ha, must not be updated up to date. Right. Oh yeah, no. Fan, all all FanDuel has is outrights. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Holding on the kicking team. So the field goal comes back. Yeah, son of a poop. <laughs> That's Reddick minus one ten versus Christopher Bell. Yeah, I. Again, we talked about. I'd rather get plus money on that. Well, sure. I'd rather get like a hundred to one on it, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna get it. All right. It is interesting that you could get plus money uh, on Byron versus mm -hmm. Larson. I'm really tempted to do that. I think it's just it has a lot to do with the fact of where they're starting, and it's going to be hard for. I Byron. just, I guess, my question is: Is there a world where Byron gets fourth or fifth or sixth, isn't the top Chevy, and still beats Kyle Larson? I mean, obviously, can it happen? Of course, unless Kyle Larson wrecks, I really yeah. don't see that happening. Right, that's kind of where my head's at, and that's why yeah, I'm not exactly. going to add it to the card. Yeah, because it. We we talk about it all the time. Like you cannot play for bad things to happen. And as far as equipment goes and just where they should be running, Kyle Larson is a top three car almost every single week. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd much rather bet Byron top three at plus two eighty than than Damn, uh, that's what it's up to. I got it at two twenty five early in the week. Yeah, plus two eighty is kinda nice. Let's go yeah, back actually, here. Let's go to here. Um. Yeah, two eighty at Caesars is, seems like a really good number. Bell is plus two eighty five at, at DraftKings. I uh, I guess that's old numbers. Never mind. Plus two eighty. Oh yeah, yeah. That was top three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else we should look at, or should we just recap our card, give the people a bet, and get out of here? 
Ooh, we got stage winners too? No, I'm just kidding. I I have no interest in getting into that. It seems like a real like crapshoot. I mean, I guess stage one is somewhat reasonable. Get to the front, win it. Byron eight to one. Yeah, so I'm looking back uh during the spring. But ten to one. Yeah, so during the spring. The pole sitter, William Byron, because he's spun, he didn't even finish inside the top 10. But when you go back... I mean, Denny started eighth and won stage one in uh, the the spring race. Truex started eighth, uh, or started fourth and got there, and then Ty Gibbs was seventh, was third. I don't hate the Bubba Wallace call because... Um, he needs playoff points more than mm-hmm. anything. I guess my question was him. Is there a potential that he wins stage two trying to get playoff points? And then. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully he's, yeah, he's still 10 to one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm good off all that. I, I think that, you know, you'd, like there's bets and then there's like lottery tickets and I feel like that's a lot more in the That's lottery a lottery ticket. ticket. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Uh shall we recap the card, give the people our best bet and get out of here? Let's do it. A very uh under control card for me. So uh hopefully things go swimmingly. As I mentioned, Blaney top four, Kyle Larson top three, and Larson over Hamlin were my three bets from the um before practice and qualifying. I added Bubba Wallace on outright at 15 to one and top Toyota at eight to one. I added Chase Briscoe as a top Ford, a lot more of a lottery ticket than a uh, justifiable bet. And then my best bet is going to be William Byron over Christopher Bell. I will look for more opportunities to uh, fade Christopher Bell. Um, but I'm going to get reckless this week. Willie B is just a freaking top five machine. And Christopher Bell is, if he wins, good for him. But if he doesn't, I should be cashing that bet. Brian has Byron and Reddick on his outright card. He has a Byron top three. Gibbs over Bowman. Blaney is a top four. Gibbs to top 10 at plus 160. I feel like I need to add that. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to harsh your mellow. Uh, Reddick as top Toyota and Blaney over Logano at DK minus one Oh five. Brian twining. What is your best bet here on the Saturday night? Is there any doubt Ryan Blaney over Joey Logano? Death taxes and Blaney over Logano. That is how we roll here at the angle of pursuit. Go cash some bets, win all the money on DraftKings, and we'll talk to you next week.